Hello and welcome to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you all doing? How are you all living? I hope you're all doing well. I hope you've all significantly recovered if you attended Download Festival this weekend just past. I'm about, I'd say I'm about 90% recovered at this point. Uh, I'm still a little bit sunburned, but alas, we move forward. And this episode has been recorded pretty much the day of its release so you probably listened to this a day after i recorded it i sat down with Eamon of the band gallus to chat all about gallus's debut record we don't like the people we've become gallus are a scottish indie rock band they are absolutely wicked um we chat all about uh, the early beginnings of the band about Eamon's growing up in terms of music we talk about supporting the mighty biffy clyro uh last year they're actually going on tour with a, with an artist who we do bleep out at the very end because it's not been announced yet so check over on their social media when that gets announced because let me tell you something big big things happening with this band really really stoked to have them on the show and um yeah really really great really really great uh, it's out on Marshall Records, uh, which is a fantastic label, fantastic guys over there. Massive shout out to Harris, uh, who looks after these guys over at Marshall. You are a fucking legend, sir. And um, yeah, it's really, really good. As I say, thank you so much for the love and support the download episode has received. It's been absolutely crazy, crazy busy. Thank you for that. Uh, also, thank you for checking out the Outbreak preview episode as well. Uh, basically, we are in full swing of festival season. Uh, download happened last weekend, which was fantastic. I'm attending Outbreak Festival um, next weekend. And then the weekend after that, I think it is, uh, is in 2000 Trees. So lots of stuff going on. So uh, if you do see me in a field, please, please, please do come say hello. I've had loads of messages on Instagram saying, I saw you at Download. I didn't want to come and bother you absolutely come and bother me i'm always up for a chat i'm always up for a hang always up for a beer and a high five and a hug and all that good stuff so uh if you do catch me in the field do come say hello do make yourself known to me thank you anyway this is my conversation with Eamon of gallus on the nevermind poly podcast if you would like to help financially support the show you can over at patreon.com forward slash nevermind poly podcast if not five star review please on spotify all those good places or just subscribe to us on youtube anyway peace out everybody We'll see you next time. Bye. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And this week, we are going to the lovely, lovely Scotland to chat to the guitarist of the band, Gallus. I've got Eamon on the line. How are you doing, sir? How's things? I'm good, mate. Very well. Glad to be here. How are you? I'm very, very well. Very, very well. What's the, what's the weather like in Scotland? Because I've been to Scotland once, fairly recently, and it was glorious. How's things? It's, is it all good? It's <laughs> glorious as well right now. Um, it's warmer here than it was anywhere we've been in Europe in the last two weeks. So For sure. Where, whereabouts yeah. in Scotland are you guys based? Uh, Glasgow. Glasgow, nice. I, I do love Glasgow. I, I There's always the, the fierce rivalry between Edinburgh and Glasgow. And as an Englishman, I probably shouldn't comment, but I'm going to say it anyway. The way that I see it, Edinburgh for like the pretty views, Glasgow uh, for everything else. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do get that. But to be honest, you haven't lived in the same like three or four square miles in Glasgow my entire life. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm moving towards Edinburgh now. I uh, really, uh, for sure. Yeah, I can see myself loving that rather than Glasgow again a bit. 
fed up with it. For sure, for sure. Um, obviously, we're here to talk about uh, the debut record. Uh, we don't like the people we've become, which is uh, released a couple of days ago. How does it feel to have it out in the world, this little baby that you guys have created and worked so hard on out in the world and for everyone to hear? It feels good. Um, we, we wrapped mixing on it in August last year. Okay. So to be honest, I think as soon as we were, we finished the album, we got the masters back. So I, mid to late last year, that's when I really had most of my, like here is my, you know, baby kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. feeling, uh, you know, Funnily enough, nine months on, uh, the album's actually it's just uh, a kind of feeling just kind of relieved it's out there and people mm. can now enjoy it because we've we've been playing and listening to these songs for a long, long time now. And like a lot of our followers haven't haven't heard most of them, so it, it does feel good to finally have them out there. And people can um, people can relate to them and people can uh, people can start singing along to them live and stuff like that. So it's a kind of feeling of like. Not that I was not looking forward to being released, I really was, but it's a mm. kind of it's a feeling of like relief. It's like finally it's now out there. And yeah. I can almost like I can stop stop worrying about it almost. Like yeah. I don't need to I don't need to hide it, hide any of these songs anymore. They're now just out there, everyone can enjoy them. Absolutely. And to, just if you don't mind me asking, what what was the reason for the delay? Because if it was me personally doing something creative, it'd be like, cool, I just want to get out of there. Was it logistics or was it just a case of this is when you want to release it? What was the kind of... It was, um, it was, a, it was a mixture of reasons. It was initially going to come out in uh, early, earlier this year, mm-hmm. around uh, March sort of time, when we had a, we had a, a big headline in Glasgow booked around that time. Yeah. Uh, but we we also had like a UK tour, yeah, uh, a European tour around then, and we thought, given the state of... So the UK economy in particular, we thought we're probably better off touring, raising our profile a bit and then releasing the album rather than asking people to buy yeah, gig yeah. tickets and then buy an album and then buy whatever else we want them to buy. Like we think we'd probably have more success if we held off for a year, released it in the summer, you know, toured for a bit before it's released, we raised our profile and then mm. so and then released it, which I think was probably the right decision. Um but uh, we have been sort of itching to get out for a long time now. So absolutely, that makes perfect. That makes perfect sense. I didn't even. Yeah. I didn't even uh, occur to me the the state of the world right now. But we're not going to touch on that because that's <laughs> that's what the fucking news is for. And we're not a news channel, so it's all good. <laughs> um, I did want to touch on um, if you can remember what is kind of your earliest musical memories. Because, for example, I can remember mine so vividly. I remember driving, I wasn't driving, my dad was driving, and I remember listening to Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath and the fucking, the massive crash of lightning and it all comes in. Mm. I remember being about five and going, what the fuck is this? So do you remember, like, your first kind of early musical memories? Yeah, um, mine also came primarily from my dad. Uh, he is a massive status quo fan, so I would always, I would always request that I was always asking for the status quo records I've run around and and I just run around the house listening to them. I don't I don't know why I love them so much. I don't yeah. I don't even think I've listened to status quo since but something <laughs> it clearly struck a chord for me as a as a kid. Um and then about four or five my my, my family are big into their like traditional music so mm-hmm. um about four or five as well my dad bought me a penny whistle and then oh, nice. uh, just screeching the house down with that. So yeah, they all kind of come from my dad as well. Yeah. 
Nice. So, so what, what, when, what kind of drew you towards the guitar? I guess Status Quo is quite a guitar-heavy band, quite a rhythmic band. Is that kind of what's first sort of drew you in, or? Um, I mean, like I said, like I started playing, I started playing the Penny Whistle and uh, the banjo when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I sort of picked up the guitar. Um, so my dad was, my dad was always quite keen for me to like get into like traditional music and like Irish and Scottish folk and all that. And like, I still like all that. Yeah. Um, but I think what drew me to guitar music was um, it was just my brother, my older brother Paddy. He had a lot of like Queens of Stone Age, Green Day, yeah. um, albums, stuff like that. He used to get these. Um, I don't know if you remember them. We had like, these compilation CDs called Reloaded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, they yeah. used to do like um, the Krang ones and the Metal Hammer ones. Yeah. On the front, <laughs> so he, front of the magazine. Yeah, yeah. And, and I would just hang about his room like a bad smell, wanting to listen to them all the time. <laughs> so, like. And then he got a guitar, and then obviously I was like, "Oh, I need to play the guitar now." Obviously, like, yeah, that's what all the cool older kids are doing. So it was mostly just copying my older brothers, to be honest. For sure, for sure, and that—that's the thing. I, I'm the oldest of three, so I was the the tastemaker in that respect. I, obviously, I got more from my dad. My brother kind of skipped that, and he's more of into video games. My sister used to just steal, like, hands up, just steal CDs from my bedroom, and like, yeah. oh, where's that fucking CD gone? Oh, I'm never seeing that again. And I still haven't got it all these years later, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask, how did Gallus form? Because if I've got it right, you guys uh, met in kind of school and college. Is that correct? Um, so me and Barry went to school together. Mm. Paul's my cousin, mm-hmm. so we've course, always, yeah. we've always just done music together, like. Um, I think he's he's kind of similar to me in that he took a lot of his musical inspiration and music background from his dad. Yeah, um, he was he was drawn towards playing the drums. So like from a young age, long before Gareth was ever a thing, mm. uh, we used to just like muck about together, play music. But it kind of got to a point where so me me Barry and Paul all became friends in the pub. Gallus that yeah. been drinking that together for years and years. But then it kind of got to me and Paul were about 20, 21, and we were just like, right, we need to actually start a band now. This is getting yeah. kind of stupid. We've been going to shoot it for years and just doing nothing. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so we kind of started making a go of it, and I was kind of, I didn't really feel comfortable singing. I didn't really, I, I didn't really fancy myself as being a front man at all, to be honest. It's just for not sure. really my personality. Um, but Barry, who I knew from school, but we only became friends after school. Mm-hmm. He's an actor, and right. he's just, he's one of these people, he's so, he's very magnetic, mm. like, when you speak to him, and he just, like, oh, what? he just kind of, he absolutely loves being the centre stage, he loves it so much, whereas I absolutely hate it, so, he just yeah. sort of said, do you fancy giving us a bash, and then, mm. that's how it was kind of born, like, but I didn't, but I didn't come to the band with any kind of musical background at all, we just came with a sort of, like, I just, you know, you will Give absolutely anything I go. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like absolutely. never been in a band before, and I don't. He didn't really play an instrument, so he was just like, "Then he just asked you to be a singer in a band." He's like, "I fuck it, why not? Let's just let's go for it." I think that's the best way as well, isn't it? Like, you know, um, I can't remember someone really famous in like a punk band. I think it might be the Pistols said like, you know, you could have the instruments and if you don't know how to play them, you just thrash them out and you make songs out of them. Do you know what I mean? I've probably yeah. butchered that quote, but you get my point. Like, you know, you, if you don't have to have, you can have bucket loads of um experience and things like that but you don't have that initial spark and that initial like kind of thing so if you're like a creative person you get in a room and with the other creative people and you've kind of got that initial spark where not quite the talent to match up with it at that point like it, yeah. it will always work in my opinion so i well, love that I like, like i said man like dallas is still the first band any of uh, any of me paula barry have been in so mm. it took us like a few years to hone 
being a band, find out how to do it, how to write songs, how to, how to, basically how to do everything. Yeah, for it was sure. about three, four years even at the start of us just kind of bumbling around, not knowing what the fuck we're doing or like <laughs> how to how to do anything really. Um, but what we always kind of had was that we, we were just entertaining. Mm. We would just we'd always try and be entertaining and sort of rail people up, which is what Barry's extremely good at. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I love that, and it must be it must be quite nice having uh, obviously your cousin in the band as well. Do you find it ever difficult playing with family because friends are one thing, family's a different beast. <laughs> uh, to, be, to be honest, it's kind of got to the point now where I find it strange seeing Paul at family events. Like he's, for sure, yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Like, he's obviously, you know, he's obviously still my cousin and all yeah. that, but it's uh, just yeah, it doesn't doesn't really. To be honest, um, it's kind of it's to be honest, it's quite nice. Um, but uh, it does. It maybe felt a lot of initially a bit odd. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, nah, just feels totally cool now. And Paul's dad, uh, my uncle, takes a real keen interest in the band as well. Which oh, amazing. And, and, and like a couple of manies and uncles are really, really excited off the band and love following us and come to our gigs all over the place. Like, so it, it does is definitely more of a positive thing. Yeah, absolutely. Love that. Love that. Um, the album kind of, in terms of what I can get out of it, anyway, you might you might completely disagree. It kind of dwells on on a lot of kind of um, sort of self deprecation, and I really love that. But it's it's not a it's not a, a gloomy record. It's not like oh god, is aren't I in life terrible? But it takes yeah. it and like puts on a very fun spin on it. Do you find that um, kind of difficult or hard to balance the, the making? Uh, an indie pop song versus writing lyrics and songs that are a little bit too close to the bone. Do you find that difficult, or is it just a case of this is what we do? Nah, I mean that's kind of that's kind of what our personalities are like. To be honest, mm. like whenever we're all together, we like it's kind of sometimes it can be a bit tiring on tour, just kind of relentless mm-hmm. fucking banter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, we do we, we do carry on a lot. It's just kind of it's kind of yeah, we are just sort of five daft boys so it yeah. kind of doesn't that kind of naturally shines through but um we, we do always try and avoid to be modeling and like stuff like that because like you see in a lot of bands just have absolutely no sense of humor and take themselves yeah. unbelievably seriously and that maybe resonates with like a small you know demographic of people who are yeah born year round but i asked like <laughs> we much prefer that our shows are fun and uplifting and Absolutely. You know, I mean, having said that though, there's nothing more. There's nothing worse than a happy, positive song. No one, no one relates yeah. to that. No one likes oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, People like the stuff that's a wee bit doer and stuff like that and self-deprecating. So I think that's what we do. But it's just, I just our person. It's just our personalities, to be honest. For sure. Do you do? You, is it kind of a collaborative thing with like writing lyrics and songs, or is it kind of Barry takes the lead or you take the lead? How does it all work? Um, it's different from different from song to song. Mm. Uh, if someone, if so, usually what will happen is me or Jim will be sitting in our room and we'll come up with a riff, we'll record it on our laptops and then we'll send it into the group. And then if anyone happens to be sitting on some lyrics or an idea that they really like, they'll, they'll just put it on it. Yeah. Uh, sure. or, or something, I don't know, it's just, it kind of, it, it changes song to song. Mm. Um, so the songs where Barry's written everything, uh, the songs where we've all kind of done lyrics, the songs where I've written the majority of the lyrics, of the song. it's just kind of, it, it just whoever feels like they've got the creative itch at that moment yeah. kind of does it. Absolutely. And do you do you personally have any songs 
that you have a special sort of connection with or kind of when you're playing it live, you're like, you look at the set list and you go, yeah, that's the one that's really fun to play live or you really resonate with live. The fun one to play is always uh, Marmalade. Mm, I love that song, great. There's <laughs> a lot of like fun harmonies and stuff. There's a there's, like, there's good bit in the breakdown where you can get the crowd to start jumping around and stuff. That's always like, that's one I always look forward to playing the most. Like, uh, you know, sometimes you can get pretty bored. Like, I get, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm quite bad for this. I get pretty bored pretty quickly with some of our songs, but that one's just always stayed fresh. And yeah. I, I always look forward to playing it. Absolutely. Do you have any kind of um, memorable moments or behind the scenes bits when it comes to actually the sort of the creative process of writing and recording this record? Because as you said, you are, as you put it yourself, five daft boys, as you put mm. it. Do you, did you have any hijinks when recording and things or anything like that? Um, so the, the, the album was recorded across, like, I think, four studios. Okay, amazing. Um, so it was like we recorded, I think, what do I know, Marmalade, and the original Itai, which isn't on the album, but we recorded then uh, in like March mm-hmm. 2020. Didn't release them for a while because of COVID. Yeah, of course. Um, that was that wasn't very fun recording then because that's just when lockdown got announced and we thought the world was ending. <laughs> so, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, some of them recorded across various studios in Glasgow, and then some of them recorded in the Marshall Studio, Milton Keynes. For sure. Um, any particular hijinks around? Uh, I remember when we finished our last batch of recording. You ever been to Milton Keynes? I I've been uh, only for gigs. So I went to a Foo Fighters gig and I went to the uh, Mike and Chromant shows that happened uh, a year or so ago. And all I can remember about Milton Keynes is it's just full of fucking roundabouts. Yeah, it's full it's of just... fucking roundabouts. <laughs> there's not a lot of good. There's not a lot of like. There's not a lot of very good pubs in it. There's not mm. a lot of good drinking spots. Yeah. Um, we, we just finished recording uh, a batch of songs for the album. I think at that point we'd wrapped recording. Yeah. So we kind of wanted to celebrate, but we're somewhat trapped in Milton Keynes. <laughs> so I fuck it, we'll go and make the most of it. Went out, uh, ended up meeting this guy and his nephew in this in this pub. It was, not know, it's a pretty rough pub. Yeah. We didn't have sure. a good time. But um, we just, I think just out of sheer absolute boredom, we ended up sticking about with this sort of older guy who's like 50 all night called MK. We call him MK Dez. Uh, <laughs> and then Amazing. You know, we got, he, he, was, he was buying his drinks all night. He was absolutely leathered and then went back to his back to his house. Right. And his wife, Wendy, was sitting on the couch and she was fucking fizzing. And she, he brought just this band of 20-something-year-olds back. We were all absolutely steaming. And then I just we st- and then he went to bed and we just stayed, we just stayed up drinking all night in this fucking guy's fridge. And I remember thinking that like, what the fuck are we doing here? Why, why didn't we just get a train to London or something? Why are we in some housing estate in Milton Keynes just raiding some guy's fridge? Besides that, it was all pretty boring to be honest. We all tried to be on our game, but uh, no, we had a, a very pretty bizarre blowout in the last batch of recording so that, that's yeah. the thing Shout out to MK Dez, if he's listening absolutely big fan of the show um at what at what point in that situation do you go ah like because that's the thing you, you're obviously pretty hammered right and then uh, there, there's going to be the sense of realization of looking around and going hang on a minute how what what the fuck is going on there's <laughs> like, actually when we got to his flat because besides that up to that point we just kept going ah oh, fuck it let's just mk Des wants to go here fuck it let's go here yeah, yeah, Des, yeah. Do, what do you want to do and then we're like well we've never been to milton Keynes before let's go mm-hmm. find out what happens and then just being in his flat and being like this is 
very bizarre. So yeah. <laughs> kind of like, is he going to like murder us or something, or is this is it just a, a totally nice normal guy? Yeah, absolutely. Just <laughs> hang out for the night, which is thankfully turned out to be that. But uh, it was that was that was a bizarre night, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, you spoke about being um, at the top of your game when it came to the the recording process and the creative process of the band and things. Oh, try, try to be. Try, try to, to be. be. <laughs> um, one That's thing. Like, one thing I wanted to note uh, about the album is it sounds luscious. There's a really mm. nice uh, 2023 production job on it. I know it's recorded and like it just sounds really modern, up to date. Um, who done the production job on it? Because it's really, really uh, props to them, whoever they are for doing it. It's wicked. It was mixed by Chris Marshall, yeah. uh, who's a he's a really really good producer based in Glasgow. Uh, Productions was done with him and uh, Johnny Madden, mm-hmm. who's a singer of uh, Van Davis Strange, and he's, he does loads of produce, oh, okay. producer work nice. uh, for a lot of people. So, um, Johnny Johnny was on most. I can't remember which ones, but. It, it, had, it's got production credits on most of the album. Yeah. Um, and I, Chris Marshall mixed it all, but they're extremely good. Mm. The two of them are like, they're, they're the friend of like them in Glasgow, to be honest, or Scotland, even. They're, they're brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch on, because uh, you guys have been uh, busy boys with various festivals and things and touring and whatnot, but there was one that really, like, so I got turned on to you guys because of a gig you did uh, last year, uh, and you guys were supporting Biffy Clyro in Edinburgh, right? And Biffy Clyro are one of my favourite fucking bands, right? And I was like, cool, they're playing Edinburgh. I live in Norwich, which is fucking a million miles away. So I was like, ah, oh, is there anywhere I can get up there? And I was like, oh, there's not. Okay, well, who else is playing? Let's make me more sad about the fact <laughs> I can't go to this fucking gig. And let's check these other bands out. And I found you guys. So can you, if you can, talk me through that day. How did it happen? How did it go down? What was the experience like? Because yeah, um, I'm on the biff. <laughs> I don't, I don't, to be honest, how how we ended up getting the gig, I'm still not entirely sure. I think there was just someone at DF. Mm. Uh, there was someone, there was someone quite high up at DF had heard our song "Fruit Flies" and really liked it. For sure. So then, our agent got chatting to him, trying to see if there's any big supports around. Because to be honest, we've never really done any big supports. We've never supported apart from Biffy Clyro. Yeah. Never supported anyone really that big, so it was kind of one thing at that point that was missing on a CD. If you know what I call sure. that, like you know, you've yeah, never yeah, done that before. Yeah, but we ended up getting it. Um, we didn't think we were going to get it. There was some licensing problem around playing in right. Edinburgh that time because of our festival, which I think had a lot of drunk kids at it, so we weren't right. sure if they were going to be allowed to have the gig at all. Yeah, um, but thankfully we were allowed to play as long as we played a 25 minute set rather than a 30 minute set I don't know what difference that would make but anyway we got it <laughs> played 25 minutes no bother um, and I to be honest the day was the day was incredible it was just it was, a, it was very sunny during the day it was like monsoon weather at night thankfully we had a big tent um, I didn't feel personally I didn't feel any nerves at all going into it until uh, I remember Paul sound checking his snare yeah. and hear the reverb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, come back yeah. and I'm like, "Fuck, man, this is a big room." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, then, I, then I started to kind of bottle it a wee bit. I misread the set list. Started playing the first song wrong. Oh, I no. started playing I think Sings and Health" instead of "I Tie" or something like that. Yeah. And then I was just, "Oh my god, this is my big moment!" And I'm yeah. fucking up majorly. <laughs> so, but eventually I did settle down. Um, we. So I took the piss a wee bit with our crew and guest list, so we had like all our friends there and stuff. So it was a 
amazing day. Yeah. Um, I was really excited to play with Clyro as well, because that's the, one of the first gigs I actually went to with Paul. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's really um, cool. So it was quite a nice sort of full circle moment, and I've been to see him a couple of times since, so yeah. it was good to, good to get to support him. So did you get to hang out with the band, or was it a case of you didn't get to meet them, or what was the... Uh, I didn't, didn't really hang out with them. Spoke very briefly to Simon Neal, and I think it was a bass player who was also kicking about. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, no, I didn't, didn't really. I I didn't really say an awful lot. Simon Neal said we had a good set, and I was like, "Oh, thank you." I'm by the wee bit, but um, for sure, no, they, they seem lovely. Yeah, absolutely. They seem like the nicest dudes. I have to say. Yeah. Um. Obviously, we've just spoke before we start recording. Speaking about the fact you've just come back off a tour, how how was that? How was the experience of going out into Europe and things? Um, we've done a few, we've, I think it was our third run in Europe. Oh, amazing, we, nice. Yeah, we've been gigging Europe quite a lot now. Probably tomorrow's more than we do in the UK. Um, it's just how it's kind of worked out. Yeah, uh, but this particular one was uh, especially grueling because of the route we took. So we started in. The Hague, mm-hmm. then Sweden, then Sweden to Barcelona, Barcelona, Germany, Germany to Ireland. So it's like nice. north, south, west, centre, yeah, every absolutely. part of Europe we're playing in. So we had to we had to fly all of it, mm-hmm. um, which was horrific because yeah. it's like you need to get six a.m. flights, you need to stay up all night, and then at one point I think like over like a four day period we'd stayed up all over twenty four hours, like twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were shattered doing it. Um, but it was just the way the route of it was and the way it was scheduled. It just kind of had to be that way. Yeah, it was also because we were playing, because we got booked for Primavera quite late. Yeah, for sure. We, we, um, we sort of slot, slotted that in just after Sweden. Right, for sure. So that was a, that was like a bastard of a journey, getting from Sweden to Barcelona and then to Germany. Like, there was just no way we could have driven it. Yeah, of so course. So we just had to do it all by plane. So it was... Mentally and physically exhausting, but it was really, really good. Like every show was amazing. There wasn't a single bad one. Okay, um, I'm glad. So I, it was, it was incredible, to be honest. And that that's the thing as well, isn't it? It I think I think there's a a, a conception of being in a band is is all rock and roll and partying and everything else. But what people don't see is when they go from like you see like a, a band's touring poster. And they're going from Ireland to Barcelona to Germany to, and it's like, oh shit, someone's actually got to travel that. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's all that stuff that people don't think <laughs> about. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I, I guess my question with that is kind of, how do you combat getting kind of quote unquote burnt out? Because it is, you know, difficult. It's, to- it's tolerating on the human body to do that kind of level of traveling and then playing a show and then doing all the other bits you have to do as well. How do you find that and how do you deal with that? To be honest, man, there is no way to combat it you just yeah. need to sharp and do it and then once you're back sleep for two days <laughs> like Fair. no matter what you just Fair. need to do it you just yeah. need like yeah I, I, I can't say we've got any sort of uh, remedies to the exhausting aspects of touring because we don't because yeah. we're still relative newbies to it so mm. uh, I, our, our thing is just you know sharp get on with it yeah. try not to get on each other's nerves and just Make sure everyone's having a good time. <laughs> sure. we, we, I can't say we have any uh, any life hacks for it at this point, although we need to figure some out because that was horrendous, that one there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, I do have a good life hack, actually. Go on, hit me. Or two, don't pack very light and use uh, use laundromats. Okay. Because, 
Yeah. Having a big suitcase full of clothes, which are all going to get more and more stinking over the course of your way. Bad yeah. idea. There's no better feeling than clean clothes in your back. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was going to say, I had, um, I spoke with uh, Josh from Cattle Decapitation, and he said a very similar thing about uh, clothing, which again, mm. people don't think about. But you, like you say, yeah. you've got to try and like, Figure out when you can wash your clothes. Never see. Yeah, that make, that makes perfect sense. Uh, um, it's been a few times before we go away, and everyone's like, "Dude, for pack light, pack light, pack yeah, light." Yeah, Someone's yeah. got the biggest fucking suitcase, and you're like, "You don't need that many clothes. Just wash yeah. them once you're away." But, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, and I've got a c- couple of final questions for you before I let you on your way. Um, and that is, so obviously you're you're kind of at the start of the journey, right? In terms of a life life scale of a band, right? If you go to your fucking sixty five, you're at the beginning of it, right? So. Uh, in the future, right, I'm going to give you the option to book a three-band bill with you on it, and you can have any other two bands on the bill who are active today. Who would you pick? Uh, and the thing is, you can have it however you want. So we've oh, had people say, with, oh, we'll, we'll have Metallica open, and then we'll go on after them. <laughs> so you can have whatever you want. <laughs> there's one I actually saw recently, which has come to Glasgow, which uh, I would... I would give in to play with both of these bands because I love them both so much. Sure. Um, there's, uh, there's probably, probably got a better answer if I took time to think about it, but mm. the one that's jumped out at me right now because it's just been announced, Queens of the Stone Age and Vagra Boys. Yeah, that's good. the Hydro. And so, oh my God, I, like, I'm going to go to that gig, but I imagine playing it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we, all, we all love those bands. So. I was going to say, Queens, are, Queens of the Stone Age are the ultimate cool band, in, uh, my, in, my, so in my opinion, at least. Anyway, I... Um, yeah. I caught them. I've only seen them once. I saw them at um, Leeds Festival in 2017 when they'd done a secret set. And mm. um, I, I was in the comedy tent. They played at like 12 o'clock. And there was this fucking eruption from like the Radio 1 tent. I was like, what the fuck is going on over there? So I sort of wandered over. There's a big screen outside. And I just see Josh Homme's face. And I'm like, that's coincidence. I fucked it. And I just fucking pegged it into the tent. <laughs> the best half an hour of my life. It's fucking awesome. Uh. <laughs> so, um, Nice. I've got a. I've got another final question for you, and that is, um, in 2023, I'm asking every single artist and every single band like your good self, um, if I was to have my own dream festival, right? And you've got a picture of me. I've got a massive platform and loads of fucking money, and I'm going to invite every band, including Gallus, to come play this festival, right? But what I want to know is one thing you would like to add to the festival rider. Now, there's no financial constraints. There's no logistical constraints. You could have whatever your heart desires to give you a little bit of context we've had people say they want like a fucking a roller coaster we want people to say they want like a fucking whole um monster truck rally set up even to the point where i've had someone say i just want clean socks just clean yeah. clean like clean clothes what would you like to add <laughs> that's it. I, remember, I asked instantly when i went just like uh uh Washing machine in the shower would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah we always, we always request lots of fruit mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, fast. After about three days of just kind of, kind of living like shit and mm-hmm. stuff like that, sometimes you just need to sit with a bag of satsumas and eat ten satsumas or something. Absolutely. So I don't know. My my, my requests are very modest. Um, hot meal and some fruit. Yeah, I so can, badly, badly need it. I after can, a while, I can facilitate that. That's not, that's no issue for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my final question is kind of what's ahead for Gallus in twenty twenty three. Uh, what is ahead for us? We've got a UK tour coming uh, about four, uh, later in the month. It's like October, November. We're going on tour with. 
Are you um, really? I fucking that's not, love... that's, not, that's not been announced yet, actually, so I don't know if I should have said that, but it will be getting announced soon. Okay, that's we'll fine. Get, we'll out. Uh, this will come out in a couple of days. I'll edit that out. That's fine. No, actually, right, what, yeah. what I'll do is I'll bleep the name of the band. I've done this before, and it's fine. Everyone goes, right. oh, I wonder who he said, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> well, where are you, where are you playing with um X band who we're not allowed to mention the name of? Uh, Ireland, Ireland, so, oh, incredible. Um, uh, I can't actually remember the cities, but yeah, yeah, no, that, that's fair. Ireland. That's fair. Um, but I see if if it does, I think it might be getting announced like imminently because it was maybe okay. announced last week, but it never got done because the yeah. album's coming out and we moved it. Yeah, if it does, if it does get announced, then feel free to announce it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'll I'll, have it on here, but, uh, I'll yeah, consult, go on, I'll go on tour with, with a band which won't be named. Yeah. And um, we are, what else we doing? Yeah, got some more European shows. Got shows in Netherlands. Uh, got a show in Iceland in November. Amazing. More European shows. And we're living in hope that there's a few more things coming through before the end of the summer. But it's going to be quite busy anyway. But Absolutely. More, mostly European dates coming up. So, yeah. yeah. But if you want to see us in the UK, uh, we're playing Why Not Festival in July. Yeah. And what else we're doing? I think we're doing a bunch of regional shows in October and November. Nice. I can't actually get off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, that's I cool. Need, that's I cool. need to consult with the calendar. I just show up and play. I just, I just get in the car and go. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, thank you so much for your time, mate. I've got one final question for you, and it's a question I've asked every band since we started this podcast over three years ago, and that is simply, what is the best thing about being in a band, in your opinion? Uh, getting to travel. Yeah. Easy getting there because I don't think I would ever be able to afford to go away as often as I do if it wasn't for the band. So it's definitely for, for where we are at the minute, the best thing about it is getting to travel and see places and go places I would never have been. I mean, I, I've always wanted to go to Iceland, for example, but it's yeah. like I've heard it's like fucking £15 for a pint. So I was like, yeah, well, yeah. I'm just never going to go then. <laughs> but now, now, now we're being booked to go. Um, I, last year I had a ticket to Primavera, mm. I had to sell it because I was too skinned. Yeah, I don't like the touring. And then the next year I get booked for it, so I get to go. Amazing so stuff. It, it just you get to you get to do a lot of things that you know you might think of, you know, you do you just never get around to doing. But I yeah. Also other benefits though. I mean big benefit when we started the band was just it gave, it gave me a good social circle, to mm. be honest. It gave us all a good social circle. Yeah. Go people and do stuff. I mean, I met my girlfriend through doing music and stuff like oh, that. Amazing, nice. We've been together for a few years now and lived yeah. together. So it's just yeah, just Definitely starting a band, one of the best benefits is meeting people. And then once you get to the point of touring, it's to get into travel around the place. Absolutely. I, I have a very similar experience. I've done um, YouTube before I'd done the podcast, and then YouTube sort of fell off a bit and I started doing podcasting. And now I get to chat to people like yourself. I get to chat to various artists and things. I met yeah. my fiance through doing it. So if someone ever turns around to me at a festival and goes, excuse me, you're not meant to be in this area. I'm like, cool, no worries, it's fine. I've got what I wanted out of it. I got to speak to these wicked people. I met my other half. It's like, yeah, I'm all good. Um, yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for your time, buddy. Uh, it's been no, greatly no. fun. Um, and yeah, everyone go and check out the brand new record, which is out now. They'll be on tour with X-Band, who will edit in uh, and then when it gets announced. But I guess keeping on the socials is probably the best thing for everybody to... Uh, know what's going on yeah get us on Instagram Gallus are a band Twitter Gallus are a band all one word nice uh, we've made a, we've made an attempt to be on TikTok but I mean I think we're all slightly too old for it and our TikTok is genuinely atrocious it is, so, is it's Instagram, Instagram Twitter and probably Facebook are the absolutely best place to, to absolutely 
Lovely stuff. Right. I'll let you crack on with the rest of your day. Thank you so much, yeah. everybody. Peace out. Yeah, See you very soon. Peace. Thanks for having us. Cheers. Bye. Bye.